write this down real quick. I'm take 15 minutes here. You can keep playing. Keys to holding. Write this down. Keys to holding your course in 2018. Keys to holding your course in 2018. Number one, you need presence. Write that down. Presence. You need presence. We will no longer be able to get by with doing God without God. I'm almost afraid to ask how many people here don't have permanent daily devotional time with the Lord. I'm afraid to ask. I'm not going to even ask that. Because I know the answer. That's why he gave me this to share. As you go into this new year, there is no such thing as I just don't have time. We have to make time for him. Time, write this down. You have to carve out time and space for him. Or time and a place for him. This is not every other day. It is not on weekends. It is not doing the consecration. It's every day of your life. You won't be able to, to, to do all the things you have laid out to do this year. As you go into this year, if you don't have presence. And we're going to dig deeper during the camp meeting. Because I, I really believe that these fundamental things are the greatest things for us as it relates to our walk with him. That we've kind of slacked up on and God says, no, 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 no. If you're going to walk in the success that I've already laid out for you, you got to spend some time with me. Jesus was found every morning in, in spending time with the Father. And for some of you, it may not be morning. I'm not a morning person. That's cool. Well, it may be evening after you put the children to bed or cook dinner and everything is done for the day. Then I'll spend that last hour with God. But you have to have that time. Y'all say amen or something, shake your head or do something. Because I know I'm in the house. And we have mastered doing God without him. We've mastered it. And God says, I need to speak in your face every day. I need to see you every day so we can walk out everything in your heart. So you must, even young people, you must have presence. You must have time carved out to spend with the Lord. The same amount of time we spend on our gadgets. Somehow I just wish all of our gadgets would just go out. Mine included. Because I know if gadgets get in the way of us spending time with those we can see. You know, we're sitting up in the movie room uh, watching a movie. We didn't we didn't rent a movie to watch. And I look to the left and to the right, and all of us are on our cell phones. I'm checking emails, London's playing the game, the kids playing the game, somebody's like, and I'm thinking, hey. So if you can't even if, if you can't even not be distracted with doing something you want to do. 
must have presence. You must have daily time with God. Let me tell you this too. Reading your Joyce Meyer two-line devotional while you walk into the train ain't enough. Reading all the nice morning Facebook posts or catching somebody's Facebook live, that ain't enough. Because God's he wants to be the supreme voice in your life this coming year. We have Facebook live favorites and all these different things. He says, I want to be that person this year. So you must have, number one, say presence. Your own time of worship. Your own time of prayer. And prayer is not going to God with a lot of confessions. It is sitting, communing with him. Listen, listen. And letting him talk back. We go to God and we pray, read our confessions, tell him all about our troubles, which ain't even biblical, and then we're done. You got to hear back from him. So you must have presence. Number two, uh, write this down for number one. Second Chronicles chapter number 26 and verse number five. As long as they sought the Lord, he caused them to prosper. Number two, you must have a plan. So many people, um, this time of year, we have what we call vision board parties. And some folk got vision boards stacked up back six, seven years. Because you can write the vision, but if you don't have a plan, Go to Habakkuk chapter number two, real quick. Because we were talking about some other, and I want to show it to you. Pull it up on the screen. Habakkuk, or Habakkuk two and two. Put it here so I can see it. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Said, Write the vision. And make it plain upon tables. We begin to look at this a little bit closer. And we thought that only meant write it big, write it on the board so everybody can see it. But could it be that the plane is the plan? Because if you write the vision but don't write a plan, the vision never comes to pass. We've been taught, write the vision, it needs people, but it needs a plan. A plan that involves you. Because people sometimes write plans that involve everybody else but not them. You need a plan. How is this going to happen? Yes, you have family meetings for the top of the year. Don't just cast a lot of vision, but how are we going to do this? We have 10,000 in debt we want to get rid of. How are we going? What's the plan for doing that? The plan is more than prayer. Come on, say amen to that. Listen, a plan you can start right now. Wrote it out in about three months we're going to get into this no a plan you can start right now a plan that's structured that's orderly and that's legal that God can breathe on so you need (laughs) so you need presence you need a plan number three you need to be prepared write this down here You need to be a master of preparation. 
because sometimes an opportunity is not a blessing if you're not prepared for it. It's nothing like an opportunity being presented and you not ready for it. Because you got to do more than pray for the opportunity. You got to plan for it and prepare for it. You got to gather resources. You got to know what this season of your life calls for and gather it. You know, we talk about um, our circle and different people and seasons call for different kinds. That's not a negative thing always. That don't mean somebody was bad. I'm getting rid of them because every year you get rid of people. Something's wrong with that. It just means that for this season, I need to be introduced to some new people. I need some new folk in my life based on what's happening in this season and where I'm going. That's a part of preparation as well because a lot of us, we're, we're not sensitive enough to the voice of God, which goes with the first one, the whole presence, where we can't hear what he's saying to do, who he's saying to bring close, who he's saying to push away, where he's saying to go, because everything he wants to have is strategically lined up for you. But if you're doing your own thing, so you must be prepared. David was called up from the D-League to the NBA didn't even know it didn't even ask for it but in the field he was preparing in the field he was he was he was following the instructions he was submitting he was faithful all the time God was preparing him for the next phase and he went from the field to the main event. And David got lucky. God didn't just choose him. Because he qualified to face the giant based on what he did with the lion and the bears. He qualified to face the giant based on preparation while he was serving his brothers. And there is nothing like an opportunity, saints of God, that you're not prepared for. So you need to be prepared. Number four, write this down. There needs to be persistence. Uh, I pray a pushy spirit hits you this year. Well, you're dedicated, you're determined, you, you have grit, you have commitment. What does persistent mean? It means to continue in spite of opposition. In spite of obstacles and in spite of discouragement, I'm going to continually push forward. It means to endure tenaciously. It means to stick with it. Persistent commitment when it comes to God, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your local church, when it comes to your own dreams. When was the last time you threw your whole self at something and stuck with it? to last year how many things did you start and didn't finish persistence I'm going to start the class I'm going to finish this one. I'm going to do this I'm going to finish it I'm going to do that I'm going to finish it you got to get your mind set on that or you'll spend 18 just like 17 
So there must be presence. What's number two? What's number three? What's number four? Why sit in an unfulfilled place? When God says, I've made all things available to you that pertain to life and godliness. It's not on him. It's on us. You got to, part of that persistence is you got to think you can. And you got to say you can. David walked up on Goliath and said, today, not tomorrow, today, I'm kill you. I'm take your head off. I'm feed it to the buzzards. I'm going to do that today. What kind of fight this dude had? You know where that fight came from? You know where that persistence came from? It came from number one, presence. You can't read enough Oprah books or self-help books to get on the inside of you what comes through spending time with God. So number one again was presence. Number two, come on y'all. Number three, huh? Number four, write this number five, the peace of God. I can't tell you how many people I've talked with this year who was living void of peace. I pray in Jesus' name that this coming year you live in a place where you're unbothered. You're free from worry, anxiety, care, trepidation, everything that's been eating at your heels. When you come and you smile, but there's no peace behind those eyes. I'm talking about a peace that brings rest. Not sleep, but rest. That is the portion of the people of God. Are you listening to me? That peace comes from, listen, listen, listen. Number one, presence. That plan comes from, come on here, number one, presence. That persistence comes from, come on here, number one, presence. You being prepared comes from, number one, presence. So you can't skip number one and try to be strong in the Lord. You can't skip number one and try to walk in peace. You can't skip number one and try to try to try to work up a plan. Don't you think if God spoke to Noah and told him exactly how to build that boat, he know how to speak to you and tell you what to do regarding your life? When to move, when not to move. But we gotta turn our decisions over to him. It's quiet up in here. See, I'm not interested anymore of getting a rise out of the people. I'm interested in us walking in fruit. Everybody standing.
I want you to find three people. Three people. Groups of three. Come on, move. I know y'all tired. Go ahead and yawn and do what I'm telling you to do. Come on, yawn, stretch, get it out. You need a mint, get a mint, because we're going to talk. Come on. It is 1140. We're going to take nine minutes to do this, ten minutes to do this. Everybody got somebody? Some of y'all didn't even move. I pray you leave rebellion in 2017. How you just won't even follow instructions? That's not cool at all. You're going to talk with the person, the people in your circle. (laughs) And you're going to tell them, not a list, but you're going to tell them one thing, that, that one major thing you want to see happen in 2018, that you want to accomplish, that you want to overcome, whether it's finished school, whether you increase in finance, whatever it is, peace, joy, children, marriage, whatever. You got an ailment in your body, you, 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 you want that thing canceled out, come next year. You, you don't want to take that through next year. Whatever it is, you're going to tell it to the people in your circle. And they're going to agree with you. In Jesus' name tonight. Come on here. We're going to settle that before we even go into this new year. Are you listening to me? Are you ready? Go now. Yep. Just one thing, not a list. Just one. We're going to agree in prayer in Jesus' name. I'm not going to pray you are in your circle. Once you say it, go right into prayer. Right into prayer. We're going to agree together tonight that in Jesus' name, once we leave this circle, things begin to happen quickly on your behalf. Yeah. Talk. you tell them pray and we're not praying that it happens by December next year 
But we believe we receive what we pray when we pray. Because the prayers of the righteous bring results. And so we thank you, Lord, for results tonight that come quickly in Jesus' name. Oh! Yeah, I feel a shift now.
once you finish praying, go ahead and start rejoicing. Because we believe we receive everything, 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 everything. We believe we receive everything. When do we receive it? When we pray. We believe we receive everything, everything. Grab my Bible at the back. We believe we receive. I dare you to start rejoicing for what you just prayed for 